Hi everybody. Happy New Year. Welcome to Witch Hassle. It's our first episode of the new year and we're doing an Altered States with Joe Spooky talking about their martial practice. It's time to get the blood pumping. I don't care if Mars is retrograde. We're launching forward into 2023 as though we were breaking out of jail and busting up the roadblocks by driving too fast through them like in maybe the Blues Brothers or some other movie where people drive fast. Something with Burt Reynolds, say. Either way, welcome to Witch Hassle. I'm so glad you're here. So we talk about Mars, we talk about Mars remediation, and we talk a lot about gender. It was a nice chat, happened very late at night, so despite the Gustav Holtz introduction, it's actually a pretty mellowed out little chat. It's gonna be a fun year. I've already got a bunch of cool little interviews lined up, or ready to go in the can, so. Which hassle's going strong, pumping along like a little tugboat into the world of magic, the occult, and Marxism. So without further ado, here is Joe Spooky talking about Big Red. So I think the first big question that I want to lay before you, because I feel like it's going to be the thing that's hovering over all of this, unless I actually just ask you flat out, which is that I think Mars has a really bad reputation uh, for being, you know, like the lesser malefic, right? So like Saturn, the other malefic, people are like, oh yeah, but Saturn, there's a point to that. There's wisdom that comes from the suffering. You can do stuff with that. With Mars, it just seems like it's not worth the trouble. You just get wounds and someone kind of yells at you. And it's 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 it seems emblematic of the the kind of person you don't want to be near in the pit uh, at the hardcore show. Like just the toxic masculinity, the worst form of Henry Rollins is Mars. So from like a really fundamental standpoint, why work with Mars at all? It's a good question. And and I think that 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 really speaks to where we are with Mars today and our relationship with Mars and the harm that Mars has done as well. You know, I think the martial figures that we we experience in the world, the forces we experience are all quite overpowered. They're powered up in a way that there's no balance. I think they're kind of spun too far in a, in a certain direction uh, to the point where, you know, we all have Mars wounds. And I think speaking of those, it's, it's, it's really difficult to sort of learn how to, to exist in the world with martial energy when we're coming from a place of, of hurt or harm as a, as a Mars and cancer, a fallen Mars, I think, uh, that's a that's a harm and a hurt that I am particularly familiar with, and um, you know, for for me, it's it's expressed itself, you know, as a queer person growing up in a really religious household. Uh, I've got that that ball of Mars ruling my ninth house. There's, you know, strong religious patriarchal tensions there that that have caused some harms and and um, are blocking that that fifth house of of creativity often for me. And so, I think I see. You know, and and all of us that these forces of of patriarchy of sort of solar Apollonian structure has really created some 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 soft spots where when those martial forces are activated, we uh, we feel a lot of hurt. 
And so, you know, just thinking of of, of Mars charts, you know, uh, Harvey Weinstein, I think is a uh, a really great example. And the Me Too movement, where we have this really martial figure who's who's exerting this Mars in a really unbalanced way, and how it's just an archetype for for a lot of the sort of Mars mess that, that we're seeing. So like with something like that, right? Where it's like, you know, the Mars, the Mars of the Harvey Weinstein, like a horrible being. Do you see the Me Too movement as countering or balancing that with like a different energy with maybe something Venusian? Or do you see that as a different kind of Mars, like a good Mars that you have to fight the bad? I guess that is sort of the this gets at the broader question, right? Is is the way that you deal with an overly martial society, right? Because America, of course, you know, just it's it's a big war machine. It's a it's a big uh, I, I think capitalism has a very martial aspect to it because it's all about you know coercion uh, at its at its at its heart. Is it do you are you domesticating a better Mars? Are you countering Mars with the opposite of Mars? Like is the only thing that beats a bad person with Mars a good person with Mars? Yeah, I really like you bringing up the Venusian. I think you know Mars and, and Venus as the lovers and two equal and opposite but you know very different expressions of desire connect as a, a really strong balancing force and so you know venus is that that soft beautiful sensual pleasure and uh, i think mars is really the the, the desire that the i want i need and, and the fulfillment of that desire and doing what it takes to get there and those two things in harmony i think are are essential for that that true connection that true romantic and erotic connection and i think you know what we're seeing right now is is this this martial energy is so overblown and so engorged with itself in some ways that that it's not leaving space for the Venusian. It's not thinking about how to uh, express itself for that the, the sake of connecting with that Venusian pleasure. And so I think as we we try to to build healthy martial expressions and whatnot, if we think about them and in, in relationship to Venus and, and Venusian pleasure, uh, there's some Space to, to, to modulate how we do that, you know, whether it's in the the intensity or, or the purpose or in community. What are some, because I think, you know, like people are so used to seeing the unhealthy martial, like archetypes, unhealthy martial expressions. You know, it seems like all violence is bad in some way, which I don't know how much I, because I, you know, I, I do think the violence of the oppressed is not comparable to the violence of the oppressor, but like that's, we don't need to get in. Well, we could. Hmm. Um, so, pin for later uh but like what are some healthy martial expressions in your mind like what is like are there archetypes you can point to are there aspects that feel like this is mars but it's good mars yeah i, I think desire is really the key there and i think we desire is healthy you know we, we we all we all in order to uphold boundaries for ourselves and have that sense of, of self-sovereignty to protect ourselves and move through the world, we need to be able to connect with those desires and be able to express them in healthy ways. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of what we're seeing is the subversive or, or, or repressed expression of those desires in ways that, that end up being, you know, more violent or, or, or more twisted, you know, they have to be hidden uh, or, or occulted or obscured in ways that are indirect and, and, and maybe less healthy sometimes. That's really quite answered your question, but... <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm, I, it's funny because you're 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 making me think about you know I talked to to Gabby Herstick about right. about Venus two months three months my God time is terrifying long ago when we were both young and something that she brought up or that came up in that interview was this idea 
of Venus being a useful force for understanding what it is you want, like actually right. approaching your own desire is something that needs to be investigated. Right. And like, where does, so like, if Mars also is attached to desire, where is Mars? Is it, is it, is it seeking the desired object once you have identified it? I think it's a lot about the fulfillment. You know, it's, 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 okay. you know, I really like that. You know, Venus thinking about the, the identification or, you know, I think of a very, you know, Venus is essential in sensing uh, and, and that ability to, to feel where Mars is the, the doing, you know, Mars is a, a separating force. It's really about boundaries and then the start and end of things. And so I think that's, it's this more material expression, that, that uh, an active expression of, of going and getting and doing. So desire fulfillment, I think, is is maybe the more the more martial aspect of it versus the Venusian feeling. And like you mentioned, you know, your Mars was was fallen. Your Mars is in Cancer, mm -hmm. and I think part of like how this conversation sort of got going between the two of us is this idea of you doing martial remediation. Like that's your road into Mars, was trying right. to kind of heal. Not even it sounds like not even like wounds that were sort of inflicted on you by Mars, but rather a wounded Mars within. Indeed. So like, how did you like? What prompted that and like, how did you go about it? Because I feel like, it, again, you know, I think a lot of folks are, would be like, my Mars is wounded. Good. Keep keep him that way. He's no, he's not helpful. The bear, the bear has had its leg cut off and now it won't bother us anymore. So like, what prompted you to do the remediation and how did you, how did you go about it? Well, I will say that the bear with his leg cut off is uh, far more dangerous and, and angry in many ways than, than one with all its legs. Uh, you know, I started working with with Larry Arrington, uh, who's been an incredible teacher of mine, and and you know, sort of brought up the opportunity to be able to work magically with these planets. And uh, a lot of the things I was uh, identifying and working through some gender, sexuality things, and, and relationships with masculinity just kind of came up naturally. Just like, oh well, that that makes sense. It's in your chart here. Uh, and this was this was a, a few years back now, um, and it it really made sense thinking about the house placements as well and and just how all these aspects of my life the 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 ninth house of, of you know sort of spiritual study and spiritual experiences the religious background I grew up in this fifth house of, of sex and creativity are all kind of locked under this Mars that's having a really hard time and is pretty grumpy about it and so you know I think there as I started to realize some of the work I had intuitively started by by exploring you know, um, removing some masculine as aspects of my identity, kind of shying away from that and then, and then adding them back. And I started to feel how these energies shifted and, and how it impacted me and found found some relief. I think, you know, there was a a, a friend who, who also has a Mars and Cancer who's like, oh yeah, it's I, I'm constantly carrying around this big sword and falling on it sometimes. And I think that's a uh, really, really apt visual for for Mars and Cancer. There's this sort of weapon that that's that's always primed, and uh, sometimes you end up hurting yourself on it. What was that experience? Because like I'm, I'm very curious about this idea of like taking some masculine aspects of yourself away and then putting them back. It's very, it sounds very scientific, right? It's like you're removing the variable to see what it does. Um, but like, what did that like? What like what's an example of that? Like, what is that? Cause it like, was that a magical process for you? Or was that just sort of a standard? Like there's some, there are behaviors that I'm just not, not going to do for a bit and see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we, there's such a, a, a structured view of what masculinity is and has to be. That's, that's so loudly projected uh, in, in everything that we do. 
and there are consequences for not for not following it and not plunging into it and being in really patriarchal spaces you know christian flavored churches and, and cults and whatnot in particular you know i i really had to integrate some of those things for uh for safety and survival at, at mm-hmm. some point and so really thinking about you know what are the behaviors i engage in or, or things that i project what are the pieces of my identity that are there for survival and now that i'm no longer in those situations where i have to sort of you know be in mask drag maybe i don't need them anymore so thinking about uh you know the, everything from from the way i dress and present myself you know, to uh who i engage with and who i'm hanging out with just wanted to make sure that hey are these are these mine uh is this why is this part of my identity is it something that you know truly aligns with my my desire kind of going back to to Mars there is it something that's been projected on me that I think Mars should be what was something that like when you finally kind of checked in on it and you were like this is something that's mine I do want this but like maybe it like I'm curious like is there something that you claim that maybe it changed a little bit just because of the conscious choice yeah you know I think the changing like personal aesthetic and things like that too there was a, a time where I definitely presented you know in a, a less a less gendered way and experimented with that and you know kind of reclaiming a more i guess sort of gender fuck look in some ways there's you know being able to to play with it too and, and keep a beard and and also wear some makeup and you know dress in more masculine clothes because they fit my body better but also you know play with fun and things on top of that there were just some aspects that i really really liked and resonated with you know i think another thing too is growing up i i sports and physical activity was like, oh, I don't want any part of that. It's not, not my thing. I, I don't want to be one of those, one of those guys. And, you know, later on in life, I, I found weightlifting and and that's something that's been really, uh, really beneficial for me. And, and is very much one of my martial practices is just a way to meditatively be in my body and, and sort of be in what I feel is a, is a ma- masculine expression for me. That's, that's comfortable and, and for myself. That's okay. So that's an interesting thing that I had not considered until you mentioned it. The idea that, um, because I think when we talk about embodiment, right, that I feel like people will have that as like a lunar thing. They have it as like a Venusian thing. There is something I, I imagine playing into sort of patriarchal notions of like, you know, the, 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 the masculine is the mental and the, the cognitive and the feminine is the body and the animal and whatever. But like, yeah, like this, how does, yeah, like how does Mars feel like in it? a kind of special embodiment for you? How does Mars help you, you know, be your body? Yeah, you know, Mars signified by blood. And so for me, you know, things that get the blood pumping, uh, I think that's where physical activity and exertion and also sex are, are, are really martial ways to to be embodied. It's that high intensity, uh, hear, hear the blood pumping in your ears kind of feeling. For me, that's that's one of the most martial states I can be in. So when you went about the actual sort of remediation, what did that look like? What is it? Because like people talk about this, right. I hear about it, but I'm not very smart. So I don't really know what it is a lot of the time or even what the logic is of like that counts as remediation that doesn't like what, like, like, like if weightlifting, for example, if that like could be a, a martial remediation, what makes it remediation instead of just lifting weights? Yeah, I mean, I think intent is is the, is the key there. And, and it was something I was doing before I started really intentionally working with Mars, but then, you know, maybe you could say that was happening more, more intuitively. But as I thought about it, it was like, oh, this is a, this is a powerful way I'm able to, to connect with Mars. And so thinking about 
when I did that, you know, timing it for saying, okay, Mars days, I'm definitely going to lift weights to, to really be in that energy and be in that mindset and think about, you know, how do I use the meditative aspect of weightlifting to also think about martial improvement? So, you know, Mars and cancer, I think sometimes it's, it's difficult to, to claim my own desire. Uh, and, and that's something I've heard from other Mars and cancers as well is it's, it's the desire fulfillment is something we, we want, but, but maybe have more difficulty accessing than others. And so thinking about, sort of channeling how to to really go after them and, and and mantras if you will about pursuing those desires and and creating space for myself while weightlifting and i think there's a a strong process that was that was really helpful there in terms of uh, having the full mind body connection mm. what other sort of practices did you adopt while you were doing this remedial i mean are you still doing it is this sort of like a lifelong oh, yeah. thing that you're always going to have to do because if your your mars is always going to be where it is yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I think about it as it's kind of this. It's it's an emitter. It's constantly emitting this energy, and so uh, I have to do something with this energy and figure out how to direct it in healthier ways in order to be able to to work with it or or not not cause harm. And so, you know, I think of of fallen planets as having a particularly uh, dramatic, dramatically ironic or dramatic irony dose of of, of planetary energy, and and so. Oftentimes the Mars and Cancer uh, just feels like, oh, no matter what I try, it's just going to blow up in my face. If, if, if I go after my desires, it's, it's not going to work well. Uh, you know, Cancer being the, the crab moves, moves sideways. And I found that sometimes not going for desires head on, but figuring out how to sort of skirt around them or move sideways towards them can help help quite a bit in getting there. And that's just, that's just the flavor of the energy. That's the, the direction it's pointing in. And so if I can figure out how to ride that, uh, it ends up working, working a lot better. That's really interesting. Okay. So like the remediation shouldn't be conceived of as you're like countering or undoing. It's, it's that you're learning how to work with what is actually there in a way you're, you're doing a strengths based approach as we in the, in the social work field would say. <laughs> I, I really like that. And, and, you know, that's, that's how I, I've experienced it where, you know, I think the, these really strong notions that we have today of good and bad, you know, I'm not not quite sure we're we're there. Um, in in the early astrology days, we have a, a really clear sense of right and wrong, and it's this really strong dichotomy. Where I think, you know, maybe there's there's other ways to look at at, at malefic energies. They're they're tricky, tricksy for sure. But is there a way to 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 blend that in? Um, yeah. So I think so. Something we we've sort of been approaching is this idea of like, how do you conceive of masculinity that is not mm -hmm. toxic, right? Because I think that's something where you and I are kind of you know, there's there's an eye to eye here because I think I also had a, a phase where I was sort of you know all talk all masculinity is toxic. So how do I just not be masculine? Because that's how I keep myself from being bad and right. from being a bad person. And I my way around that was mostly um, I think I think it was very helpful that around that time I also met a lot of trans mask people who like right. were claiming masculinity for themselves in ways that were like oh this is this 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 can be good and beautiful and important. So I should I should figure out my own way to there as well. But like for, for you, like now that like, you know, cause like you've got this strong relationship with Mars and it feels like Mars is a, is an entity for you. So like, is the Mars that you kind of find yourself interacting with, is that a positive masculinity figure for you? Or is it sort of like, I have to counter that figure a little bit and be like, I, I respect you. I like you, but I'm doing it this way instead. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's, it's, how I view that is really more about me, right? Uh, and and 
the if we're carrying around Mars harm, we're going to view Mars as 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 more negative. But but you know, does that mean Mars is is objectively that way? I I, I don't know. You know, I think Mars is difficult for me for sure, and it can show up in some very difficult ways. But I need Mars. I think we all need Mars to to reclaim all of our. De- you know, our, our desire, I think, you know, queer folks in particular, marginal, marginalized folks as well, being able to to create space for, for our desires and, and pursue them without fear is, is something that Mars is, is incredibly, incredibly useful for. Trans mask folks in, in, in particular, I think, uh, are, are, you know, at the, the forefront of, of exploring this and, and redefining what that means. I think it's difficult. I think all of us who feel pressured into masculine identity end up emulating some pretty toxic things because that's that's what we have available to us. And there's a clear pecking order and hierarchy. You know, sometimes the the more toxic you are, the the safer you are on 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 this this food chain. And and it uh, you know inherently gains its power by causing harm to to those who don't fit in. And you know, to me that that doesn't feel like fraternity, which seems like it really should be a, a martial thing. It's like how do we how do we figure out a way for masculine folks and 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 men to have fraternity and camaraderie in ways that aren't based on a power structure, uh, aren't based on on subjugating other people or or taking power away from others? That's it. I mean, it's great. You know, it feels like the million dollar question: how do um, how do people in America, but especially men, have friends? You know, there's that old joke that like. Uh, was not Christ's greatest miracle having twelve very close friends in his thirties, but like, do you like? Do you have? Has Mars given you some sense of how you approach that? Because like, if, if if camaraderie, if fraternity is is a martial virtue, right? And like the idea of like the brother in arms suddenly comes to mind as like the perfect, the perfect right. thing, which now means that if I had a budget for it, I would also be playing the Dire Straits song "Brothers in Arms" at the end of the program, but I do not have the budget for that. But has Mars given you a vision of how that could be? Has have you put it into practice? Have you have you found ways to like be non toxic bros with bros? You know, um, yes, but I wouldn't say I wouldn't say those those bros are particularly committed to being bros. Or there's maybe a lot of them probably wouldn't be considered bros. I, I think if have folks or or uh, butch lesbians in particular, I think sometimes have the best expression of, of masculinity that feels healthy to me. And so, uh, you know, I, I do think the the fraternity aspect is interesting and, and, you know, classically, and we see so much homo romanticism, I think, in, in sports and, in, in, uh, you know, even David and Jonathan in the Bible. Uh, and there's not really space for that in our world today. Uh, you know, there's, there's, Bromance, which has become its own own meme, which I think, yeah, that's that's a good little pressure release valve on this. But you know, is there really a way for men to healthily relate with one another that isn't immediately picked out uh, and and sort of shot upon by this 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 masculine power structure? Have you so have you explored how to make that happen? I, mean, I guess you were saying hanging out with butch lesbians seems to be a, a thing that you found to be helpful in establishing something like that but are there other sort of like i don't know are you building structures is it is it time for us all to become freemasons or something is that kind of the way this works <laughs> uh yeah i mean you know i gender for me and, and gender language and astrology i think is is a can be a tricky thing i think we have these classical notions of what they are you know my, my personal views on it are uh, everybody's got got a little bit of everything you know we all have all these planets in our charts and so you know whether 
you know, your gender is constructed or assigned as one thing, uh, you know, you, you have all of these energies and, and how you express them and, and live in them and feel them is, is really what's more important. You know, for me, I, I, I really wasn't sure if I was going to be able to, to, to be in intimate relationships with men for a while. <laughs> you know, that was something where, uh, you know, I think, uh, there are many of us who have, who have suffered abuse and, and harm uh, at, at the hands of men and there are our wounds there but figuring out how to do that healthily and, and how to engage with these more masculine qualities and, and even just the way like a, a a male ego works and figuring out uh how to 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 be in a more har- harmonious relationship with that uh i think is is a good technology that, that we should explore i think kind of going back to your question of you know how have i have i figured this out i think it's it's definitely a work work in progress i don't think we i don't think we've been through the part of sort of unearthing the the bad yet uh and really understanding the the full scope of the harms that we have from from mars to be able to fully build something better yet uh i think on mm-hmm. an individual level we definitely can but i think coming together and doing that is is you know probably one of the the bigger bigger works we have to do now Okay, so it's not just a question of moving forward with like the better Mars. There has to be kind of the truth and reconciliation committee of like, let's actually assess the harm the masculinity has sort of done. I mean, that seems, I mean, this is very valuable, but projecting into the future, right? Like, mm-hmm. assuming that we will do that, which maybe is a very dangerous assumption to make. <laughs> like, what are some of the positive martial qualities? Because, like, you've, okay, so chasing desire, you've, 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 you've cited uh, bravery sounds like a thing you've brought up, like the mm-hmm. bravery to sort of be yourself in a particular way right and then fraternity so what are some of the other ones i think competition and and sort of this playfulness is really good too you know there's there's lessons we learn in in sport and game that i think mars mars uh really represents and has to offer you know i think um there's a certain degree of sort of understanding that that when there's a game there's going to be a winner and a loser every time and sometimes you're going to be the winner and the loser and figuring out sort of the art of conflict and art of war too there's mars as as conflict that's a that's a technology that's a that's a skill to be able to do it well and i think mars can can teach us you know not only about the oh here's the the really sort of brash clanging of swords and uh you know the more mars and scorpio aspect of of uh, how do we do this strategically you know how do we do this uh with dignity even you know um there have been rules to war for for a long time and and i do think sort of the the valor of war is something that's that's wrapped up in mars and so how do we conflict or how do we enter conflict in ways that that feel fair and and feel sort of fit for the game or or, or fit for the for the challenge you know to, to really i feel like embrace that martial sense of 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 conquest it has to be valid it has to, to kind of follow those those martial pathways and boundaries that's interesting. Okay, yeah. Because so like when I when I'm in my head, the, like when I hear fairness, I always like my mind is sort of like either Jupiter, kind of like right. the rules, or like Saturn, which is just sort of the idea of like the balance. Um, you know, fairness in the sense of, you know, the the first will be last and the last will be first. Whatever. We're gonna. I feel like there's gonna be a lot of biblical references in this interview, and that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, but like my head, yeah, like the idea of Mars is like the intuitive sense of fairness, like that sense of fair play as just like an ethos that one must enter into rather than one would strictly kind of look at the rules for to kind of adjudicate. And I think a, a passion element there too, where it's like, it's romantic in a way. It's like, this is the, this is the way war should be. War, war is beautiful. Uh, this is the way to fight. You know, I think there's this envision this, this puffed up chest, this, this, this warrior who's, who's really, you know, sort of 
in the in the in the throes of of, of battle in a way who uh, sees it as a dance. You know, I think when we think of martial arts and and the connection between mind and body and the choreography of it all, I think that's something that that we can really see in Mars too. Has martial arts been another remedial practice for you? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I've done some some tai chi on and off, and you know, I, I do some buto as well, and that's been been really helpful for just kind of thinking about sort of how to be how to be more in my body and how to use it as a force of will and embodiment of, of, of that will and so you know the the discipline aspect of it as well which I, I i do usually think of more with with saturn but there's this discipline of, of mind over body i think that that comment comes in with marsh that uh martial arts really help you hone it's um whether it's pain or or tiredness or anxiety how how are we able to use our bodies as a tool to quell that and and still move forward towards our desires uh, despite those things mm, the body is a vehicle as opposed to the body is the thing that is mortified by saturn in some way right, right. um you know talking about malefics i feel like we should get into magic type stuff so like it seems like i mean we've talked about like martial magic is just a way of dealing with mars in you Right. right the mars that is the self but have you been doing much in the way of just martial magic terms like i don't know um actually here's a question let's let's instead of me saying things what would martial magic be good for huh sex for sure um, really yeah, okay yeah, you don't usually definitely. i would not i was thinking like because <laughs> like i'm like here's here's the thing to throw up so you can knock it down to the ground but like i was like oh yeah mars blockbuster type stuff like oh there's a, an impediment in my way i'm gonna i'm gonna use mars so no sex okay so how does I, that's the first thing that comes to mind for me for sure uh is 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 sex and i think that's also you know for me i've, I've got mars in the fifth house so that's that's also how it appears for me but you know i think in terms of, of once again expressing and being in that desire being able to you know uh, if you're taking on a martial role in sex in particular you know fully embodying that uh and, and saying you know how how do I show up for this? You know uh, maybe the Venusian counterpart or, or maybe another martial counterpart, and 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 fully uh, express this desire um, and be in this desire for the creation and, and mutual enjoyment of pleasure. And so I think that's something that Mars is great pump up magic. It's like how do I how do I get my blood to 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 be warm and fill my body in a way that can prepare me for. Uh, ordeal you know whether you know that's that sex or or there's a, a big event that you're about to to take on or uh something tricky you have to figure out i think mars is is great preparatory work you know i try not to to do too much malefic magic outside of my own own sphere <laughs> that's that's not really my style i think for some you know folks it works great but i do think you know mars too for for boundary setting uh, can be really helpful that's the other I uh, think that I've used it for is, you know, that aspect of sort of self-sovereignty. How do I you know, better delineate the the boundaries of myself and, and what, what's allowed in and what's allowed out? What's like a, like, walk me through like a martial ritual, say, either for setting boundaries or like, you know, you're about to go on a night in the town or something like that. Like, what are you actually doing? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and for me, you know, I, I do like some of the astro drama aspects of, of being around how, how do I play the character of Mars? And, mm. um, you know, so for me, uh, you know, wearing red and, and trying to, to show off more, more masculine aspects of, of, uh, of my body, I think is something I, 
I start with and you know I have you know a little Mars altar that has some things bloodstone it has uh some some knives uh that have been uh, passed down from from family lots of red red candles and those sorts of things and lots and lots of dragon's blood the smell of dragon's blood I feel like is is the the sort of core uh martial activator for me and focusing on those things meditating a little bit and then sometimes really going into uh war cries and chants and things like that to, to get into the the martial vibe and uh sort of pre- preparing for battle i think is is a really great way to uh, invoke marsh okay that's very cool do you do much in the way of like i don't like because like you're letting mars into you you're becoming mars do you ever try to sort of summon mars as sort of a separate like you know like i want to talk to mars here's mars like you know sort of calling mars down in front of you to do something you know for for me and the way that that that, that i'm able to, to access spirit it, it's it's very much embodied and, and through my body and i think that's you know pisces rising that, that that might tend to happen a little bit but i think uh you know i i feel like mars and talismanic work and things like that uh is is closer in the sense that you know in trying to uh find find a solid mars election and put that energy into into an object that's you know something that that's been been helpful to, to have a sort of quick little mars boost in my pocket Actually, speaking of, of astrological elections, so Mars uh, went retrograde right before Halloween, and it's going to be retrograde until, I believe, the 12th of January. So as someone who knows Mars and knows astrology, what are we to make of these developments? What are we supposed to like? What are we what are we supposed to do when Mars does that? Yeah, and, and retrograde in particular, you know, as a, as a slowdown for Mars or a, a chaotic state for Mars, I feel like we tend to see some of the more sort of trickstery aspects or or also uh, just sort of haywire Mars in, in some ways. And, you know, unfortunately, I think we're we're seeing a lot of that in, in the U.S. with with some of the mass shootings and gun violence going on in a, in a uh, really, really horrific way. You know, I think if you take a look at the, the Sibley chart, the U.S.'s chart, you know, we have Mars in the seventh house in Gemini squaring both uh, – the simply charts natal Mars and or sorry natal Neptune and, and transiting Neptune, and we just sort of have this, I think, absolute confusion and and sort of warped, twisted uh, nightmare of, of what martial energy is and sort of the harms of of when that Mars isn't able to relate with the Venusian in a healthy way. Well, that's so. As as individuals, sort of living our little lives on this starship Earth. When Mars goes retrograde, should we be trying to touch, like, get in touch with something Venusian? Should we be working harder for the the, the Venus amelioration there, or should it? Is it really more focusing on Mars to be like, it's okay, little guy, you know, and the kind of like petting Mars in the head? That's actually, I feel like that's too demeaning. Mars would probably get very mad at me for doing something like that. But like, you know, something maybe, maybe not, not if you're that. Venus, though, right? I think not if you're I think Venus. that's the, you know, I think of of Venus this. The cool wet earth is is the balm to Mars in a way that when they're they're in right relationship, Mars is able to 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 be at peace and and uh, express that energy in a way that's that's healthy. And so I think in in Mars retrograde moments, applying Venusian things absolutely absolutely would be helpful. And, and thinking about um, how do I modulate Mars energy in a way that's in service of of the Venusian, whether it's you know, Mars is retrograde or not. I think that's 
that's something I'm really interested in exploring is, you know, what does it mean to express desire and, and uh, you know, erotic desire in particular uh, in a way that's, that's not necessarily in service of itself, but, but in conference with, with Venus. Do you have much of a Venusian practice to sort of like get that, get a lead on that? Absolutely. And, and, um, you know, I would say that's Venus is, was, is what I started with or who I started with. Um, really? Uh, yeah, I wanted to have um, you know uh, a benefic in there first to to, to back me up, <laughs> and you know I think uh, as a as a nightlife person, Venus Day and Friday like there there were already some some things in my life that that were fit right in to Venus Day and Venus Hour, uh, you know sort of making oneself be pretty and 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 feel pretty and and going for a romp with well all the other beautiful queers and 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 enjoying that that love and connection you know, in, in, in the club space felt very, very natural sort of lead in to, to working with Venus more, more intentionally. This actually brings up a, a broader question that I feel like I should ask you, which is how did you get involved in all this stuff in general, especially because it sounds like you grew up in a milieu that would not be terribly welcoming or open to any of this kind of magical this and that. So like, like, there's something kind of almost martial about you fighting against that, that milieu to, to claim it for yourself. So like, how did you what were your first steps? Yeah, uh, growing up in a uh, you know very very Christian household, a very uh, conservative household, you know, starting to have some spiritual experiences early on that that didn't conform to what I was being taught uh, in church, and and you know, sort of what the the rhetoric was coming coming from family and you know their their very biblical notions. Immediately, uh, I would say those using those martial forces to create some boundaries and, and uh, really maybe the scorpionic side of uh, the ninth house, ninth house Scorpio for me being very uh, secretive in, in some ways of what my practices were and having to sort of build those up in a way that was a, a little bit more more hidden. You know, I think exploring those early on, you know, I was I was able to get out in, in the woods a little bit and and explore some things and and. Uh, just sort of feel, you know, the sort of presence of of, of, of energies and things out, outside of uh, this really constructed, conservative environment. Um, but it really wasn't until later when I was able to, you know, go to school and, and get out of of sort of the the clutches of family to 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 really be able to explore what it was like to do things um, not in secret, to do things in a way where that Mars could could really be expressed, and so. You know, I think the those Mars harms and wounds in a lot of ways, I think, did force me to pursue some of the more spiritual and magical things as a way to protect myself early on um, mm. and think about, you know, how how can I put up some some boundaries against what, what it feels like it is, you know, brainwashing and, and methods of control uh, that are, are taking away agency or taking away my right to feeling desire. And so from an, from an early age, I... I my independence was was really important to me. My independence of thought, my independence of choosing what I wanted to believe, and 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 I think that was that was uh, in some ways, you know, Mars when harmed is also talked about as the forsaker of families, and so I think in in uh, bringing shame to families, and I think in some ways that energy ended up helping me uh, sort of get out of those situations. That's interesting. Like, so what is it? It's like a, a martial boundary as opposed to like, you know, because like Saturn is like the wall planet or or what have you. So like a martial boundary, I, I take it it's not a wall. It's more of a 
of separating like, force. It's 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 saying you know I'm, I'm materially like I think of pulling or, or even pushing two things apart from one another. Where mm. you know Saturn, I, I agree, is very much a, a wall. It's, it's you know I think of the uh, impossibly tall and long wall that you can't really see see the boundaries of. Where Mars is more is cutting, is saying like you know I'm I'm purposefully separating these things in half. That's interesting because like it's like the self-sufficiency right you've you've talked about this a couple of times the self-sovereignty like is that simply just do you conceive of that as primarily being a cutting away of that which connects you to what you do not want to be connected or is there also is there something about i don't know picking fights or i'm trying to think of like what is self-sovereignty outside of that kind of separating is it mostly just the separating or is there other things to it i mean i think being able to 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 choose where your boundaries are in a moment is a big part of that choosing to say this is the this is the point in which I'm separated from the other is is part of that you know I think it's not always cutting but it's also you know being able to identify or be in opposition to something rather than than having to join being able to to be a a separate entity and even you know I'm thinking even if even if they're they're similar of the same ilk that that independence that comes from desire and saying that you know my desires are my own and specific and and what that does to create an individual identity it's very beautiful i i think this oppositional nature do you feel like there's a place for because we've been talking about the idea of like you know there's a utopian vision and trying to reckon with masculinities harms and then create a masculinity that is that is positive but do you do you see a wider role for this kind of oppositionality and like i don't know because it seems like it's a time of struggle right you know it's um uh the the old world is dying the new world is struggling to be born do you see like a wider role for martial magic in these bad times like i'm thinking about actually because you so you send like a list uh for the kids at home of people who seem very martial in their in their charts and one of the people was was senator bernie sanders and and it's interesting that we're having this conversation tonight because you know it looks like bernie sanders is in the senate right now fighting in opposition against his own well i mean he's well does he have the d next to his name he's he's still an independent isn't he uh but like you know he tends to caucus with the democrats and he's fighting against the democrats over the push that's happening right now to make railway workers take a deal that they do not want and have voted against to make sure that i guess the transportation infrastructure of the country does not collapse under the weight of, of labor actually having leverage and it's, it's making me think about that idea of like there is a man who embodies a kind of feisty oppositionality toward a kind of utopian end and i'm like do you see that kind of thing as being more widespread that there needs to be more of this perhaps in the role that maybe magical people can take in their communities and in the building of a better world. Absolutely. Uh, I think, you know, in, in terms of the movement or movements and, and rebellion, Mars is is essential that, you know, I love Bernie Sanders as an example, you know, uh, Mars world Scorpio rising and, and you know, Mars, Mars in rulership conjunct his moon in the sixth. It's, it's Mars house joy. It's really, there's a lot of martial energy there. And, and the fact that, uh, he is separated from from other political groups. He's he's clearly making making a stand against these other things and and sort of the spear in everyone's side that we really all need right now. I I think in order to to question the status quo, um, there's a lot of energy there of saying, hey, you know, I have I have desires and needs that aren't being met 
and they're worth fighting for. And I think that's that's a way we can we can all use Mars and everything that's been going on these last few years. I think the the movement and and, and particularly around the, the the murder of George Floyd and and mm-hmm. the surge that you know we've seen in money for 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 bail funds and 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 the work in that space. Uh, there's some incredible martial energy there uh, of people who uh, are are taking a stand against these carceral structures and forces that are have grown you know so far and so broad in in, in their reach. That's interesting. Yeah, because like now that because like you were talking earlier about the idea of like martial chance as being a sort of way of doing martial embodiment, and of course like the huge strike wave that's happening right, right. now, chanting right. is such a big part of the picket line. Actually, yeah, here's a question. Do you have any advice for folks who are either on strike right now, because there are a lot of them, or or people who are planning to do it soon, which presumably there will also be a lot of, because it's just, tis the season. And by the season, I mean it's late stage capitalism. But like, um, do you have any advice for folks to like maybe add additional martial zest to their organizing activities, especially because now that, like I hadn't thought about this, right? But like when you talked about the idea of like your Scorpio placements allowing you to have a kind of conspiratorial aspect to what you were doing right that idea of like the the union must be a secret until it is not Mm. do you have any advice specifically for labor movement types to make mars work for them and and for their their goals yeah i think this is where you know maybe even the the sense of uh, fraternity and camaraderie uh, comes into and and we see the protests that are happening in china we see these labor movements that are happening we see the the inequality getting to a point where where it can no longer be ignored and the the fervor of this martial energy and the ability to come together uh, you know in, in chant and battle to to fight against these things i think is is incredibly powerful and so you know, I think in in terms of chanting, I love that you bring that up. It's it's thinking about how battle cries, whether they're in, in sports or war, are used to 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 build energy uh, and direct energy uh, for a group. I I think is is uh, is really beautiful. I think there's uh, some really interesting work in in battle magic and things that's happening too, and and seeing whether it's protective magic or offensive magic being done for uh, protesters and and you know people who are part of the movement something I, I saw going around in, in 2020 and, and I think all of those things are, are really good as well. I mean, even just you know wearing red and, and what the color red incites in, in people and, and the emotions that it brings up. I think the more we can embody these these martial qualities, you know, they they have power, they have meaning and other subconscious and that's helpful in, in trying to to drive your point home. Yeah. Do you like have any recommendations for folks for in terms of like because like I think the idea of like battle magic, right? It's a thing that I I feel like it doesn't come up very much because most people don't, it seems like the wizards don't really tend to get into battles that much except online uh, where you, I don't know if people are calling down martial energy to uh, do a 20 comment thread on people's Facebook. I'm so glad I'm off that website. Anyway, but like, do you have any recommendations for where they might just look? Because like my mind jumps to the the Solomonic Pentacles of Mars, which are very... Right. you know, battle-oriented, no weapon forged against me shall right. prosper. But like, is that where you would go? Would you put them someplace else? Like, I'm, I don't know, like, my my head is, like, rushing to, like, I don't know, like, uh, like, um, like, hoodoo kind of, like, red pepper kind of stuff. But, like, where, where would you go? Where would you tell people to go? Yeah, you know, for me, you know, tobacco is, is something I work with with Mars 
a lot, uh, you know, as an incense and, and, and something as well. You know, I uh, Dragon's Blood Incense is, is a big one for me. I think that the martial sigils are, are are really powerful to have even on your body or or in talismans, whether they're they're paper or metal, depending on on, on the election. You know, I, I think some of the herbs are, are really powerful as well. Bloodstones, you know, carrying some garlic with you isn't, isn't a bad idea either. Cayenne pepper, I think, is great. Even eating more more hot foods and, and things to to raise the temperature of the body, I think, can be can be really powerful. That's very very cool. Actually, I feel like this again a very basic thing that we somehow managed to completely skip over. But I want to like like in terms of martial spirits, right? Because like the martial symbols, I feel like are often attached to particular martial spirits. Mm. Who are your kind of? Because I mean, it seems like you're calling down martial things into yourself. You are becoming the martial spirit you want to see in the world but like who who are some of your go-tos besides besides that yeah for me mars i really connected with through through ancestor work as well and and yeah it's it's been really interesting to think about um you know i I can't say being a queer kid growing up in in the 9-11 world that military was something i had a lot of respect for to be to be quite honest and being able to connect with with people in my my lineage who were in the military and were in prison camps and you know actually escaped from those and and finding out you know through some genealogy work that they too have this Mars and Cancer signature and it's something that has sort of come through has been really really powerful to me to work with and and for me to be able to to relate with them and and honor them uh, as part of my Mars work and and part of just sort of becoming better connected with that that family lineage I think has really helped me see. The power and, and and more positive aspects of 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 Mars and and how you know it's it's important to be thankful for <laughs> all of the martial figures in our past who who have fought uh, so we can we can be here today you know the the more martial figures in, in queer history as well I think are remembering uh, that that queer liberation has has been a battle and is a battle um, and it's really important to to honor those spirits you know collectively and individually that gave sweat blood and tears. For, for what we have now that's really that's really lovely that's not where i was expecting you to go at all that's fabulous <laughs> oh hello if you're hearing this it means you're listening to an abridged version of the episode if you want the full version of this episode and a bunch of other episodes head on over to patreon.com slash witchhassle and for just an insignificant $5 a month. You'll get the full version of this and a bunch of other interviews. It's a big help. And you get just that much more magical this and that. Okay. Back we go. feels like a good place to kind of close things down so before we go if there was like a last thing you wanted to leave people with what do you think it would be advice or just a thought you know floor is yours no questions except talk desire is yours for the taking uh and you absolutely should mars is an incredible way to to work with that the mars harms that we all have uh and feel in the world and see in the world uh from these forces that that feel really out of control 
it's not going to get better unless we we start to to work through these things and, and decide that it's it's worth the fight. And if people want to check you out, they want to see what you're doing, they may want to reach out and talk to you more about that that big red dot. Where should they go? What should they do? Uh, I think the best place is, is website uh, spooky.com. It's p u c c h i on on Instagram under the same handle uh, and, and Twitter as well. Okay, cool. And I will I will direct people to those things in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you so much for for taking the time to do this. It's a pleasure to be on. Thank you. It's it's been been really fun to to go through the discussion with you and appreciate all the, the the twists and turns it's taken. It's been great. I think Mars really, you know, in keeping with your with your crap Mars, it really has taken us kind of like little sideways jaunts here and there, which I love as an it like the flanking, right? I think is the word you right. use for that, right? Like like it's still very martial to go at it from an angle. Yeah. Great stuff. Thanks so much, Cooper. Thank you. Thank you so much to Joe Spooky. I will have links in the show notes to where you can learn more about them, their work with Mars, and get in contact with them and pepper them with questions. Must say, I did come away from this with a much more positive view of Mars, especially because it kind of feels like, and maybe this is wrong and heretical to say, but like, I think one of the big things I don't like about Mars is war, right? Not a big fan of that myself, but it really does feel like Mars, at least as they were conceiving of Mars, doesn't really have a place in contemporary war-type scenarios, which are highly technical, deeply impersonal, resource-oriented. Like, we're talking about very Saturnine, very Jupiterian, maybe even uh, solar or, or mercurial kind of stuff. And like that idea of like, oh, single combat, fair play, you know, throwing your opponent a weapon to make sure that it's like a beautiful thing to die by their hand or something like that. It doesn't really seem like a thing that's going on anymore. And so like the idea that like Mars turns into this almost like youthful can do for the love of the game kind of thing, you know, a bit more appealing. But all that being said... Thank you for listening, and join me next time when I'll be talking to Charles Porterfield about basically everything. I mean, he's a hoodoo guy, but we get into all sorts of stuff. It's fun. I had a good, I had a good time. <laughs>